It has been over 25 years since we first witnessed the clashing of various martial arts circumferenced by a steel cage and the birth of the beloved sport we know today. Before our eyes, we saw evidential proof as to what techniques, methodologies, and strategies worked in a real fight. And as time passed and the sport of mixed martial arts grew, we bore witness to its constant flux, ever-evolving, ever-changing nature. Like ripples in a lake, one new practice would affect the entire sport to its core and the onus has ever been on its competitors and fighters to forge new paths to victory, adopt new techniques and adapt to its fluidity. However, the sport of MMA is young and as such there are always new techniques and tactics emerging and in a sport that is often as brutal as it is systematic, sometimes fighters have to evolve to these changes in order to survive. I'm Balian from MMA On Point and here for you today are the 10 most evolutionary techniques in MMA history. Number 10. Oblique Kicks Using your legs to pry, probe, and batter your opponent isn't a relatively new strategy, but when the oblique burst onto the scene in MMA, it had people in all sorts of uproar. No! God, please, no! 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 Attacking an opponent's oblique, the muscle above the knee, is done in order to hyperextend it, thus hindering their movement, preventing them from sitting down on their punches and even being able to level change for a takedown. Its first big appearance in MMA was when John Jones used it to probe and dismantle Rampage Jackson's lead leg in their title fight and since has become a staple for many fighters out of his training camp, Jackson Wink. But seeing its effectiveness in both slowing down and impairing your opponent, it has spread throughout the sport. Robert Whittaker and Yoel Romero went back and forth with their two title fights, both trading obliques, leading to Whittaker requiring ACL surgery. Darren Till gave Stephen Thompson an MCL tear in their technical stand-up battle, and Holly Holm is one of many who have adopted the technique into her MMA arsenal. The technique itself has been as evolutionary as it is controversial, with many who have been on the receiving end discussing its outlaw from the sport entirely. Number 9. The Dagestani Handcuff any technique giving reference to the region of hardened grinding grapplers from where it hails is definitely one to watch out for. Named after its popularity amongst fighters hailing from the Caucasus mountain region of Russia and its restrictive position of control, the handcuff is predominantly used as a counter grappling position to prevent your opponent from standing, to punish, and to maintain control. It begins from a back control position, usually against the cage, as a fighter is looking to post either a hand or elbow on the mat, typically in order to stand. They then reach behind their opponent's back, lock onto their wrist with the same side arm, drag it behind the back, and effectively handcuff them in place. What do you say we break the huddle, huh? Habib Namagamadov is of course the king of this technique. Both the term and its popularity have infected the sport ever since his demonstration of its prowess at UFC 205 against Michael Johnson. Nowadays, it has become an MMA grappling staple, with the list of fighters utilizing it including Dan Ige, Bryce Mitchell, Hamzat Shemaev, Jack Hermanson, and Maurice Green. Number 8. Leg Locks as famed grappling sorcerer John Danaher once said regarding submissions, 
why would you ignore 50% of the human body? And that perfectly describes the movement I'm talking about when it comes to leg locks in MMA. We have seen leg attacks be used as far back as UFC 1 when Ken Shamrock heel-hooked Patrick Smith, but aside from straight leg attacks in both the grappling and MMA world, there has been an evolution in the leg lock game in recent years. Traditionally, leg locks phased their way out of the early UFC years as they would often leave the attacker in a compromised position if they failed. It must be stated, however, that this is not the same 50-50 guard play positioning we see in BJJ. Leg locks have been able to add a diversity to the grappling game of MMA, including Imanari rolls used by Rory McDonald, Ryan Hall, and Tony Ferguson to get under and at the opponent's legs when takedowns are not effective, sweeps and threats to the leg from fighters like Jack Hermanson demonstrating this beautifully against Kelvin Gastelum, or even improvisational attackers like Ariane Lipsky, Aljamain Sterling, or Zabit Magomed Shapirov, using them to sweep and snatch knees wherever they can find them. Leg attacks are dangerous and as such must be respected and have certainly added a new dynamic to grappling in MMA. Number 7. The Liver Shot if you make it to the highest level in MMA, there's almost always one guarantee. You are indeed one tough mother fudger, but there's always been one sure way to shut down any opponent that just won't quit no matter how many punches to the dome they seem to eat, and that is to attack the body. Although body shots have certainly in some regard been a part of MMA, there has been a movement in recent years to target that most vulnerable of body parts, the liver. Home to the vagus nerve and a point of extreme pain a well-placed liver shot can cause the body to shut down entirely. Many southpaws have started to weaponize their left body kick for this reason, but we've seen many fighters use it to effectively dispatch their foes. Jake Ellenberger shut out Matt Brown, Leota Machida one-shot CB Dodaway, Jose Aldo crippled Jeremy Stevens, Eric Silva, Luke Rockhold, Bobby Green, Anthony Pettis, the list goes on and on. The liver is a legitimate target in MMA and one that can end a fight before it's even begun. Gun. Number 6. Stance Switching there was always a common school of thought in most martial arts. You lead with your weakest arm so you can generate the most power possible with your rear hand. That may be well and good for purely striking arts and in fact for much of MMA's early history, but in recent years we've seen several examples and reasons why changing stances mid-fight or even mid-combination can have devastating results. We first saw Dominic Cruz demonstrating his ability to switch stances, giving him freedom of movement to cut angles and never be out of position to fire. Stephen Thompson and Israel Adesanya used different stances to load different weapons, using lead legs to probe and jab and then for power once they've switched. Fighters like Tony Ferguson, TJ Dillashaw and Dustin Poirier switched stances whilst moving forward and attacking, allowing them to move from jabs into straight punches and set up power shots. Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky make excellent use of shifts to step into stance switches and strikes at the same time to misdirect and mistime their opponents. Combined with leg kicks, fight tempos, and attack patterns, there are not only many reasons to switch stance, but as the sport continues to evolve, it becomes more imperative to have the diversity to be able to do so. Number 5. Front Kicks
MMA took a long time to evolve into the sport that you see today, and although kicking was a part of a lot of fighters' backgrounds, it was punching and grappling that found success in the early days. It wasn't until Anderson Silva KO'd Vitor Belfort with a front kick in 2011, and Lyoto Machida followed suit later that year against Randy Couture, did we start to see them explode across the MMA scene. Since then, it's taken many forms, whether it's the Muay Thai push kick or the karate snap kick, it has become a staple in many strikers' arsenal. We saw an effective incarnation as a stabbing kick to the body a la Conor McGregor vs Chad Mendes, a defensive KOing tool with Travis Brown vs Alistair Overeem. Joanna Jacek can often be seen utilizing them to touch up her opponent's chin. It has many uses and can be found in almost every MMA fighter's arsenal given the right opponent or opportunity. It's become such an effective technique due to its low setup time, difficulty to read diverse uses to control the range of a fight and its ability to be thrown at different elevations and different timings during the course of the bout. Although not one of the most devastating additions to MMA, it truly is a staple of the sport. Number 4. The Von Flu Choke Perhaps we should join the burgeoning movement to rename this choke the Von Prue, but nonetheless, this is certainly a technique that has had its mark on MMA grappling. Although not a common finish in MMA, there have only been six in UFC history, its presence alone has been enough to change how many grappling exchanges have taken place. The guillotine has many uses in MMA and as such is a fairly common technique. However, until one Ovincent Prue demonstrated to the world what happens when you don't relinquish the choke after your opponent has passed your guard when he choked out Marcus Hagerio de Lima. Many people would hold on to the head position, allowing the man on top to work an arm underneath their head, link the opposite arm and pressure into their neck. Technically, it was Jason Von Flew who first performed this submission against Alex Karalexis, but it was most certainly OSP who demonstrated it in modern MMA and showed everyone why you need to let go of that guillotine. Number 3. The Body Triangle the rear naked choke has always been a staple of MMA, and there are hundreds of fighters who have secured a win in this fashion. However, controlling an opponent from the back position long enough to sink in the choke is not always easy. Often the bottom fighter escapes and is able to avoid being submitted. Enter the body triangle. When this technique was first slapped on in the UFC, I'm not exactly sure. As far back as BJ Penn and Anderson Silva, some fighters were using it to control and sink in chokes from the back, but nowadays, in MMA, the body triangle is almost a given from any back control position. It is incredibly effective in its ability to secure and hold a fighter in position, as well as squeeze down on the opponent's stomach to restrict breathing and even in some cases force a tap. It's just one of those techniques that is now part of MMA and is often seen in any fight where a back is taken. Although it limits a fighter's ability to ride the back in some cases, it is extremely tough to escape, debilitating to the fighter defending and has elevated the back control position to new levels across MMA. Number 2. The Cage Walk Having a fist fight surrounded by a cage certainly will change the dynamic of the encounter, and this was discovered pretty early on in the UFC's infancy as fighters would often find themselves pinned up against it, pulled off of it for takedowns or held in place for control. By the time wrestlers began dominating the sport, the cage was being used as a weapon as ground and pound specialists would drag their opposition up against it, pin their head between it and the mat, and let fly ferocious ground and pound, leaving the defender helpless, unable to move against the cage wall. It was 
wasn't until fighters like Chuck Liddell started to utilize the cage as part of a counter-wrestling style did we see how useful it could be. Not only were fighters giving ground on takedowns to base out against the cage, but it became an excellent tool for standing up. There was a sudden shift as fighters would often butt scoot their way towards the cage in order to put their back against it, base out with a hand, and start to work their way to the feet. This use of the cage walk spread throughout the rest of the sport, and although there has been an evolution in recent years in the opposite direction, as fighters continue to use the cage for offensive grappling, it is an important tool in any striker's arsenal to be able to utilize the cage for defensive purposes. Number 1. Calf Kicks Traditionally, kicks to the leg are aimed at the thigh and above the knee. It's a larger target, and as the kick is coming, it can be harder for the opponent to move their leg out of the way. However, it was former lightweight champion Benson Smooth Henderson of all people that first introduced those weird kicks below the knee to the MMA world when he battered the legs of Stockton's favorite son, Nate Diaz. The calf kick is targeted as suggested at the calf, but what makes it so devastating is its ability to injure the perennial nerve and literally render the leg useless. Oh my god. Fighters go limp, their leg seizes up, they can't bend their toes or stand, and both the swelling and pain are immeasurable. Since Smooth demonstrated his new favorite weapon to the world, we've seen training partners of his at the MMA lab adopt this kick into their arsenal, with the likes of Jeremy Steven chopping down Gilbert Melendez and Jared Cannonier butchering poor Anderson Silva. Now, however, the new adopted child of the sport, with almost everyone throwing it, it is one of the most dangerous weapons, with defenses against it being frantically practiced amongst the MMA world. Shout out to Ben Rosette and the excellent music he provided during the intro video. His music can be found on streaming platforms everywhere. There is a link in the description and follow him at Ben Rosette on Instagram and on Twitter. Thank you very much for watching everyone today. Please go ahead and like and subscribe if you did enjoy the content. We upload at least three videos every week for your viewing pleasure. Go ahead and leave a comment below if you want to join in the discussion and follow us on Twitter at MMA on point and myself at Balian underscore plays. You can now jump in and join the community discord as well if you want to continue the discussion further and i hope you've enjoyed yourselves i'll see you in the next one